Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and three films out for review this week. There's Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, and Four Good Days, and I'm very excited to say that one of these films I actually recommend. It's been a very long time since I've been excited to recommend a film. Unfortunately, two of them, I don't want you to watch at all. So without further ado, here's We're Watching What? First up is Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. It's available on Amazon Prime and it stars Michael B. Jordan and I'm not a big Tom Clancy person. I watched the Jack Ryan series on Amazon Prime as well. It was fine. I like John Krasinski a lot. I like Michael B. Jordan a lot. I'm just not super huge into this jingoistic, formulaic action type film. And I don't, there's very rarely do I see them elevated. And this is certainly not an elevated film. I don't think it's Michael B. Jordan's fault. He tries and it almost makes me a little bit sad to be like, oh, it should be this big deal that you're headlining this character. But really the film does not live up to anything. I guess the character featured in it called John Clark is the second most popular character in the Tom Clancy verse or the Jack Ryan verse. And they've also been played on screen previously by Willem Dafoe and Liev Schreiber. Michael B. Jordan, obviously a very clear departure from that. And again, somebody I'd want to support. But this film is just really, really boring. It's a lot of action, which fine, it's fine, but it's not anything I haven't seen before. The backstory is very, very, very one-dimensional. And again, it feels like I've seen it before. And then, not I won't spoil it, but the motivations just did not, I, I, it did not work for me, especially in 2021 watching it. The cast is rounded out by some pretty talented people. So again, clearly the pitch for this project was a good one. It's Brett Gelman, who would not have expected to see in a film like this. He, I mostly know him from Fleabag. Jodie Turner-Smith, Jamie Bell, Guy Pierce. Yeah, I'd, I saw the movie, kind of zoned out a little bit, not going to lie. And I immediately thought, well, my dad will probably like this. And that'll be it. My dad is an older white man. He likes reading the books. I don't think he wants to be super challenged in a lot of his films. This will, it won't cost him anything else. It's a great film for him. Not a great film for most other people. But if you know somebody who fits into that category, go ahead and recommend this to them. For everyone else, I think they're going to be a little bit bored. It's written by Taylor Sheridan and Will Staples, but they're clearly promoting the Taylor Sheridan part of it more. And Taylor Sheridan has also written things I enjoy generally, like Sicar he did Sicario, Hell or High Water it was on. But from the start, this was not necessarily going to be a film aimed at me. I do think the Michael B. Jordan part of it is the reason I was most interested in it and wanted to support it. But you can't support things just because people you like are in them. They have to actually be good. And unfortunately, this just doesn't live up to his talent. And what I'm surprised they didn't do, because they clearly have the rights to the Clancy verse, the Ryan verse, whatever it is. Why don't you introduce him during Jack Ryan? Or at least allude to the existence of the Jack Ryan verse. Or, and maybe some of the characters crossed over and I just am not aware of it. But it just was not a satisfying film. And 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 again, if you're watching a film like this for the action, the action was nothing particularly innovative. So it's like, all right, well, when, what, what are you getting out of this? Uh, background noise. Background noise is really what it became for me. So I personally am only going to give this two out of five. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. And then next up is a film called The Mitchells vs. The Machines. It actually used to be called Connected, if you are in the animation world and had been following along. It's out on Netflix. And the premise is it's a young girl or a teenage girl, I guess. She's a filmmaker. She gets into school and her parents decide to go on a road trip to drop her off at school. And then the technology apocalypse happens while they're on their road trip and they have to deal with that and also family dynamics and all of these things. And I promise you, it's a comedy, which from what I've described did not sound like a comedy, but it actually is a comedy. It is produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and you probably know them from the Lego movie or Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs or 21 Jump Street. 
They are so funny. I think they are fantastic. I really like the projects they've been doing. It is written and directed by Mike Rianda and also co-written by Jeff Rowe. There are plenty of Sony films that I am just not a fan of. They're just not for me. Like they do Hotel Transylvania. Just not for me. Uh, Smurfs. Definitely not for me. Open Season. Not for me. But then they do stuff like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And this vibes very much with Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I think the fact that the producers are the same definitely shows because they're just these zany kind of off-kilter jokes that I find super funny. They very much mesh with my personal sense of humor. And I love when they get repeated and they just get brought back in unexpected ways. I felt like the film definitely had heart. There are things I certainly related to as someone who also at one point was a teen girl trying to get into film school and whose parents didn't quite understand how to communicate with her. Totally get that part of it. Also, just anybody who has to deal with their families. And then there's this whole technology apocalypse side of it. And that's where I was like, where are we going with this? And it felt like a surprisingly long film for an animated film. You know, animated films tend to run a little bit shorter it's an hour and 54 minutes. I was 40 minutes in. I was like, what are we going to cover for the rest of the time? Because we've dealt with a lot of the things. And they found stuff to cover. You know, I think it could have been like 10 minutes shorter. But also the voice cast for this. Very, very talented people. Abby Jacobson plays the main girl. Danny McBride plays her father. Maya Rudolph plays her mother. The director voices her brother. Eric Andre voices this tech guru, CEO, billionaire type character. Olivia Coleman plays the voice of an AI. And I'm like, is Olivia Coleman going to somehow get nominated for an Oscar for playing basically Siri. I don't know. I don't think so, but it would be an interesting litmus test for how much award shows love her. She could win an Annie Award for it, let's be honest. Point is, very funny. Was not expecting it to be as funny. It was was expecting it to be funny, but the trailer, watching the trailer, I was like, I'm either going to be overwhelmed by how zany this is trying to be, or all the good stuff is in the trailer, or this is going to be unexpectedly a very excellent film. And I think, you know, unexpectedly a very excellent film. If you are a kid, totally fine to watch. If you're an adult, I think there's going to be a lot in it for you. As an adult, you know, without kids, I found a lot of enjoyment with it. I don't think it really lagged at parts. There weren't parts that felt like pandering is the wrong word, but there are a lot of films that, because they're trying to keep general audiences in mind, not just kids, but also adults, they sometimes stay away from maybe more complex and esoteric jokes. And this did not do that, which I totally appreciated, but I still think there are plenty of things for kids if you like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, you're going to like this film. Mike Rianda, the director, worked on Gravity Falls. It's not actually a show I've watched, but I, I know it has a really popular following. My guess is if you liked that show, you will like this film. If you watch the trailer and you are slightly apprehensive about it, but not overwhelmed by it, then the film will be fine. I feel relatively confident in saying that. Worth checking out. I personally am actually going to give it four out of five. And then the last film I have this week is called Four Good Days. And I almost wish I had ended with The Mitchells versus The Machines because I wanted to go out on a high note because it's been an aggressive drought of content. <sighs> okay, Four Good Days. It stars Glenn Close and Mila Kunis, who are both excellent actors. And Mila Kunis plays an addict. Glenn Close plays her mother. And it's just the two of them struggling with the side effects of addiction and Mila Kunis is trying to get clean and I guess there's a shot she can get that will help her with that that you get, can get like at a monthly basis and it dulls the effects of it. So you basically, I guess you don't feel the high from drugs anymore or heroin at least and therefore you are less inclined to want to do it. I'm butchering this but it is not worth and, and But she has to be clean for X number of days in order to receive the shot because it would react poorly if you, drugs were in your system. This movie feels like it was one attempting to be awards bait and then was not good enough to be awards bait, which is why it's coming out now, in addition to the pandemic. It also just feels like a bunch of acting monologue-y moments where characters are having sort of expository conversations and not actually 
relating to each other in the moment. And I, Glenn Close, great actress. Mila Kunis, also great actress. I saw there was a bunch of buzz around, oh, you won't believe what she looks like in her latest role, blah, blah, blah. She's really getting into it. Yeah, she looks the part for sure. She acts, I think, I assume similarly to how an addict would behave under the circumstances. Glenn Close's character, I feel like, responds in a way that the mother of an adult addict would probably also respond and be frustrated by. But it doesn't make a compelling movie. And there were just a lot of relationship points where I was like, this doesn't make sense. I don't have firsthand experience with this, so I can't 100% speak to it. But And there is a scene in the movie that actually sort of tries to address that. But even so, it just felt like a bunch of soliloquies, even if there were other characters around, which I don't like that type of movie. And those movies always feel like awards movies because I, I just imagine whenever whoever's putting it together is like, yes, this is the clip they will play at the Oscars when they show the nomination. Well, that does not a movie make. Your movie has to be coherent and the characters have to have development. And by the end, I was like, are there just no consequences to this film? I, it's not good. It's not good. The performances are fine, but the film itself does not do them justice. Much like how actually Tom Clancy's Without Remorse does not utilize the talent involved as well as it could. This, this falls into a similar category. So this was, and this was, I think, harder to watch. But not, there are plenty of sort of movies that deal with drug culture and, and rehab and stuff like that that are hard to watch but kind of have that train wreck effect where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, this is compelling and I want to keep watching this. Or there are the ones where like, oh, I want to look away, but I think this is important for me to watch. There's just something about the way that this one is presented that does not make you want to particularly root for the characters. And it does not make you invested in their success or their failure. You know, there's not a, oh, I want to see if I told you so at the end or I want to see you succeed. I don't feel invested in them. And that is really important in a film. So unfortunately, I'm only giving this two out of five. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.